On today's episode of the Nesson Soccer Podcast, Marcus and I break down the FIFA 21 Top 100 Player Rankings released today. Hello and welcome to the Nesson Soccer Podcast. I am Mark along with Marcus once again. Marcus, how are you doing this week? Very good, thanks. How about yourself? I am very excited, Marcus. Uh, the soccer is back and it was really never gone. Um, I even enjoyed the Nations League last weekend, but uh, I'm even more excited because we got the EA Sports FIFA 21 player ratings uh, for the top 100 players were released by FIFA today. Um, today is September 10th at the time of recording. And we saw that the ratings were released and we said, hey, this is uh, exactly what we need to talk about this week. Um, for those that don't know, FIFA 21 will be released worldwide on October 9th. Um, and yeah, I mean, a lot to talk about in the top 100 players. Uh, kind of not... Such a surprise. Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo are still 1-2, but uh, there are plenty of question marks up and down the list. There have been, as anybody would expect, plenty of criticism on social media about the rankings. Um, but Marcus, uh, overall, first impressions of the top 100, and maybe just we'll dive into the top 20. Um, any Anything just really stick out to you right away? Um. I have to admit, I haven't been, uh, I've been a bad gamer in recent <laughs> years. Uh, I was born a gamer. I was raised a gamer. I played games for a long time. But uh, yeah, I haven't played too many games lately. Uh, this includes FIFA. But that being said, my first impression is that uh, I think they've done a pretty good job with the ratings. Um, looking through Certainly the top 100, uh, you know, I never have a uh, top 100 player power rankings of my own on hand. Uh, you know how I feel about rankings and things like that. But, uh-huh. yeah, it looks like it's um, pretty close to reality, which uh, I'm actually impressed uh, by the EA Sports, the fine people at uh, EA Sports who make the FIFA game. Um, it's like they've been doing it for a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's almost like they have 25, 30 years experience at this. And yeah, the ratings are uh, certainly, at least in the overall um, in the overall section, they, you know, some players can be higher, some players can be lower. But the top 100 all seem to be between an 84 overall and a 93 and, you know, there are so many, uh, so many differences that can, I mean, there's so many factors that go into these ratings and the differences between players. It's almost like you need a computer or a team of programmers to, uh, to sort it out. EA Sports has done that for us. And uh, yeah, the last uh, hour or so, last couple hours have been fun just digging through these ratings. Um, I'm not going to say they've uh, they've hit them all nails on the head, but uh, yeah, at a glance, it looks pretty good. 
Yeah. So as far as hitting it nail on the head, obviously that's impossible. But um, what, one thing I do like about FIFA that differs from other EA Sports games is that FIFA never seems to have a 99 overall rated player or even a player with a 99 um, in any certain category. There's always kind of room to improve. And, um, you know, you think about Madden. I think Madden has several 99 overall players. Uh, and I just kind of – I always, that always irks me because it's like you just can't get any better than that. And the reality is that somebody will come along someday – that will be better than Lionel Messi was. And, you know, he should be, have a higher rating in FIFA as, as a result. But, uh, yeah, I suppose, I wonder what, uh, Messi and Ronaldo were rated, uh, you know, around 2011, 2012, 2013, when they were scoring, you know, right. 70, 80, 90 goals a season, uh, for their club. Um, you know, I'm sure I think that they were higher, but I don't think that they ever reached 99. Um, but I think they were, yeah, they were like 95, 96, 94, somewhere in there. All right. Um, if 20, but, if 2012 Messi can't reach a 99, nobody can. <laughs> if, uh, if there is anybody that's ranked too high, um, who do we think? Might have might be that guy if if we look at just the top twenty FIFA players of FIFA twenty one. Ranked too high. Um, Mark Andre Ter Stegen, the Barcelona and Germany goalkeeper, at number eleven. Uh, he's ranked a ninety overall. Um, that strikes me as a. Uh, Strikes me as a little high. Uh, he's ranked higher than Manuel Neuer, who just won the Champions League with Bayern. Uh, he's ranked slightly higher with uh, Liverpool goalkeeper Allison, who won the championship uh, Champions League the last last year. He's ranked higher than uh, Thibaut Courtois, Real Madrid goalkeeper. Um, I guess this is you know purely my uh, subjective take, but. I don't think Ter Stegen is uh, not quite sure he belongs up there uh, that high. Um, sorry, he's the second highest rated goalkeeper in the world behind Jan Oblak from uh, Atletico Madrid, who I have rated for the last couple of years as uh, the best keeper in the world. But yeah, Ter Stegen at number 11, I, I was surprised to see him up there. Um, you know, this isn't a guy who's like uh, Victor Valdez, who preceded him, was, you know, the goalkeeper on Barcelona teams that were winning everything. Um, mm. They seem to they, they seem to think uh, EA Sports seems to think Ter Stegen has uh, all the attributes to be a uh, to be a great goalkeeper. I mean, his. His pace, shooting, passing. Um, even dribbling ratings are all between 85 and 90. Physicality is an 88. Uh, I guess he's that good, but yeah, number 11 seems kind of high. I'm, one guy that sticks out to me is Mo Salah. He's ranked number nine 
I think he should be a top 20 player, but um, just kind of looking at his production, I mean, he had the explosion year, 2017-18, where he had 32 goals. He had 22 goals the following year, and he had 19 goals this past year. And as we've said, I think every week, um, Liverpool took the slightest of steps backward um, in the more or less second half of the 2019-20 campaign. And I think kind of Mo Salah could have been a part of that. Um, he's the fourth fastest player in the game at a 93 pace, actually tied for third, I guess. And, um, you know, I, I think he should be somewhere hovering in the 86, 87 overall rating, which would drop him significantly in the rankings. Uh, and it just kind of seems like he's uh, still – the, the ranking maybe has more to do with production from a few years ago than it has to do with the present day. Um, but that's kind of, it's, it's not even that big of a problem. We said it before that they really get pretty close with these rankings and I don't even have that big of a problem with it. i tell you what I do have a big problem with though, Marcus. Er- Erling Haaland being the 100th best player in the FIFA top 100. Um, Good on him for cracking the top 100, but I think that that guy has proven his worth time and time again. And he was lighting the Bundesliga on fire pre-coronavirus, post-coronavirus, and he scored for his country, I think, twice in the Nations League games, or at least once, and some of his goals are just beautiful. And he's, I think, one of the top finishers in the game and is, before long, will be, will, he'll skyrocket up these rankings, I think, within this season. And by the end of the season, I think he'll be at certainly a top 40 player, if not a top 20. And that's rising, you know, 60 to 80 spots in these rankings. So he is in, uh, he's in 84 overall. I'm digging through his ratings. Um, where he really suffered, I think, is in the passing. He's uh, mm-hmm. a 63 passing and dribbling, 76. Uh, his shooting's an 87, which puts him firmly in the uh, top one, two, three, four. He's either in the top 10 or just outside of it, uh, where I believe he belongs. Uh, he's got pace. He's got physicality. But, yeah, his um, passing and dribbling – uh, are really, you know, 63 passing, 76 dribbling. I see those numbers going up as Dortmund. Uh, if Dortmund holds on to Jaden Sancho this year, uh, with Sancho, Holland, Marco Royce is back. I mean, they're – Oh, they're going to be very they're, exciting. They're, yeah, their front three is going to rival uh, some of the best in the world. I see some of the others scoring, chipping in with a little more goals – with assists coming from Holland, uh, those numbers will go up. He'll be he'll be around 88, 89 overall um, by the uh, start by FIFA 22 when those numbers come up, which will have him uh, firmly in the top 20. I think you're right. He's uh, the 100th ranked overall player right now, uh, too low and. I know, judging by your analysis of Mo Salah, it seems to be past production 
uh, weighs heavily in these rankings, as they should. But to do what Haaland did last year, uh, both with Red Bull Salzburg and Dortmund, uh, shows that he is a special, special player. And, uh, yeah, EA Sports, I think they missed the mark on that one. Also, Haaland's a fantastic follow on Twitter. Um, He's very interactive, might even respond to a a comment if if you get involved with him. But, okay. Let's break it down by category. Um, my favorite one to always look at, and Marcus, we had, this, we had some debate, and it may just be me, but I always look at the pace. I always want to know who the fastest player is. And this year, it's the cover guy, Kylian, that, that Kylian tells Mbappe. Me, that, that tells me a lot about how you play FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I see a lot of long balls going up front. And, it's it's uh, not. Going, going behind the defense. That's, that's annoying. A lot of managers would would have headaches with my style of play. Yeah, but um, yeah, Kylian Mbappe is a 96 pace. Uh, that's two points better than Sadio Mane in second at 94. Um, and the top five, I'll just list them out. Then it goes Leroy Sané at 93, Mo Salah at 93, and Aubameyang also at 93. Raheem Sterling then also at 93. So you have four players tied for third i guess and then killing mbappe at the top um yeah i don't know any thoughts on mbappe being the fastest player is he the fastest player in the world marcus yeah that's that sounds about right uh 96 pace 91 dribbling he's you know when he gets on the ball in space he's unstoppable and i think that uh you know i think that comes through in these in these ratings um you know he's not uh, he's not too much faster than some of the other rivals. Uh, within three points of uh, Mane's, within two points, Sane, Salah, Obama, Yang, Raheem Sterling, uh, Kyle Walker is a ninety-two. Never thought he was that fast, but okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I was. Uh, I don't. I don't have too much of an argument with that. It's it's Mbappe. He's, yeah. um, you know, he's shown over the last few years what can happen when he gets a little bit of space behind the defense. Um, you know, he's devastating any level, league on, Champions League, international. Uh, yeah, I don't mind that. Okay, let's move on to shooting. Cristiano Ronaldo, the top shooter in the game at 93 um, then we got some question marks, Marcus. Lino Messi is tied for second at 92. Who's he tied with? Uh, why don't you tell me? Jan Oblak, the greatest goalkeeper in the world. Uh, but why is he a 92 shooting? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, I don't know. I can't tell you. He must be, he must be money from the penalty spot. Uh, yeah, Oblak is up there uh, ahead of... Boy, tied with Messi, ahead of Harry Kane, Lewandowski, Luis Suarez, Aguero, uh, Thibaut Courtois, and Allison both also have very high shooting numbers. I'm not quite not, Manuel Neuer does too. I don't know how they got those. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if Lewandowski should be higher. If he should be tied with Ronaldo, uh, I would think so. I mean, after yeah. Ballon d'Or level season. Um, What's Lewandowski at 91? Mm. 
should be better than uh, Jan Oblak. Yeah, you would think. <laughs> and Harry Kane. Um, right, definitely better than Harry Kane. Yeah, I don't know how they come up with these numbers, but seeing uh, seeing all these goalkeepers up there, um, it it kind of troubles me. But what can you what can you do? Yeah, I'll, just to go a step further on the shooting, uh, they also have penalties, and um, Ronaldo's an eighty four on penalties, and I see Lionel Messi at seventy five on penalties which I think is still pretty good. But now that I think about it, I pretty much only remember Lionel Messi missing penalties whenever I've watched him take a penalty. Maybe that's just because he's missed some pretty big ones, but they seem to just always stick out. And I wonder if it's another, you know, that's what it comes down to is he's just missed these big penalties and they drop his rating, you know, significantly. Uh... Yeah, it's possible. I mean, when you take enough penalties, you're bound to miss some. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, interesting. Very curious. What about the um, best passers? Top, yeah. Topped by <laughs> Ederson. <laughs> uh, somewhere Pep Guardiola is smiling. Former Man City goalkeeper Joe Hart is got to be behind. But, but gotta uh, put his head down when he see these sees these ratings. Yeah, uh, Ederson and Manuel Neuer up there with the likes of Kevin De Bruyne, Messi, Tony Kroos. Uh, At least with passing, you can understand like there is a value in a goalkeeper's ability to distribute after a save. Um, but. Or even yeah. for a team to play the ball back to a goalkeeper and him him finding the right outlet. Uh, right. Yeah, great value for teams that play out of the back. But my goodness, they're <laughs> never – goalkeepers are never tasked uh, – Manuel Neuer is never asked to, uh, you know, unlock a deep-lying defense uh, 20 yards away from the goal with, you know, with a precision pass. So – I also – I got a problem with Luka Modric being – so low, he's seventh on passing at 89. Um, and to me, Luka Modric, every time I watch, whether it's with Croatia or Real Madrid, every time he touches the ball, the situation improves for his team. And I think he's the closest thing in the game right now to Pirlo. Um, and I think he should really be pretty much number one on this list. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, FIFA 18, yes. Uh, time has moved on, and we're now living in Ederson's world? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, I don't mind seeing De Bruyne, Messi, Tony Kroos up there as, uh, you know, the, the best passing players in the world. Um Let's see, who else is there? Luis Alberto is up there uh, with the same passer rating as Neymar. Uh, Angel Di Maria is up in the top 20. Um, I know somebody, somebody's got to be missing from this uh, from, from this list. Jordan Henderson uh, is in 84. Antoine Griezmann is outside the top 20. Yeah. Eden Hazard is outside the top 20. Oh, here's one that's too low. Thomas Muller in 82. Uh, 
82, 82 passing, 82 shooting. Um, yeah, rumors of Mueller's demise have been greatly exaggerated, as we saw in the Champions League. Right. Those have to be higher. Jaden Sancho, one of the best uh, playmakers in all of Europe, he's sitting on a, uh, an 81 passer rating. I mean, he's only good for 20 assists a season. Uh, <laughs> you know, very, very odd that uh, he's that low. But remember, 84 is nothing to shake a stick at. No, definitely not. Um, all right, let's keep it moving now to the top dribblers. Uh, the list is topped by Lionel Messi. As it should be. Yeah, followed closely by Neymar, as it probably should be. Um, I don't see any goalkeepers any high on this list, so that's nice. Um, uh, John, Jan Oblak's in that first. Oblak and Ter Stegen are both up there. <laughs> Kaylor Navas as well. So it's so interesting. Up there with Salah, Sterling, Riyad Mahrez, Roberto Firmino. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I don't want to focus too much on the goalkeepers being up here with these great attackers, but they're, they're, they're up there. Uh, yeah. yeah well, looking, looking through the list, there's not um, – Sergio Aguero is an 88. Not much flash to him, but a lot of substance in his dribbling. Yeah, it's um, very subjective. What else can we say? Yeah, and moving on quickly here as we get to the less important um, categories, although, of course, very important, defense. Uh, Virgil, <laughs> Van Dyke, Virgil Van Dyke leads, obviously, Giorgio Chiellini. Um, Second at 90. Chiellini is still up there? The ageless wonder. The thing about Chiellini is, you know, when he was 20 years old, he looked like he was 40. So everybody assumes he's, you know, 50. But, you know, he can still do it. Yeah, yeah. Matt Hummels is still up there the, uh, at an 89. Uh, Sergio Ramos down to an 88. Even though he's still Sergio Ramos. It's interesting that it's all center backs um, until the top so 15 the, or so, so are all. That's a Miro. Yeah, center uh, backs. And Golo Conte, both 86s. Fabinho's an 85. Sergio Busquets, an 83. Uh, I don't know. Judging by Barcelona's play recently, I'm not quite sure he deserves to be that high still um but he's there yeah when you get into the uh low 80s then you start seeing some fullbacks hold more holding midfielders but um yeah defending very important uh <laughs> in fifa and in life without it you're gonna drop a lot of points period our last uh category specific topic is the physical category um, I looked up what does physical represent in FIFA, and I got a player's overall physical attributes, including their strength. So take from that what you will. <laughs> but number one on this list is Allison, the goalkeeper for Liverpool, followed by Casemiro, 
Um, not sure what to make of this list just because I'm not exactly sure what the ranking, what the category is for. Uh, well, looking at who's on this, uh, certainly in the top five, you have goalkeepers, Allison, Oblak, and Danovich, Ter Stegen, uh, Wojciech Szczesny, Jan Sommer, Ederson. What do they all have in common? These goalkeepers, they're big, they're strong. Um, you know, they can, they can command their penalty area uh, just due to their size and athleticism. Who else is up there, though? Casemiro. Right. Uh, Koulibaly, Van Dyke, Holland. Yeah, I was seeing that. Makes yeah. another appearance high up. Paul Pogba, 51. Paul Pogba's 51st overall. That has to be too long. Um, but yeah, these are all. Uh, it looks like physicality is a combination of size and strength. Um, Romelo Lukaku is on, uh, he's number 21 here at an 84. Luis Suarez, 83 physical, a little higher than Jordan Henderson. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how they do this, but that's that's what it is. Um, Um, Marcus, real quick, would you rather have Paul Pogba or Jamie Vardy on your team? Pogba. Well, Jamie Vardy is ranked higher in FIFA by one spot. Jamie Vardy is uh, what's he's fiftieth. He's well, he's eighty-six overall. They're both the same overall, but Jamie Vardy is ranked fiftieth, and Pogba is ranked fifty-one. Uh, I think that's a mistake too. Yeah, I don't. I don't like that. Um, Paul Pogba's got a World Cup on his resume. Uh, Marco Verratti is tied with Paul Pogba overall ranking, 86. Yeah, um, I'm not quite sure. You know, there's a – in the English media, there's a bit of a um, a campaign to counteract the quote-unquote disrespect Paul Pogba receives. And uh, I tend to – I'm tending to side with that campaign. Uh, the way he's talked about and vilified for his shortcomings at Man United, which are more due to the club, uh, the players yeah. around him, and uh, the administration above him, um, I think it it's, does a real disservice to a player who should be ranked way higher than uh, 51st. You know, when he steps on the field with France, surrounded by great players, not only is he... Uh, first choice automatic starter, but he is one of the leaders of that mm-hmm. team and in that dressing room, if not the standout leader and the standout, maybe not the standout player. Uh, I give that to Mbappe, but um, yeah, Paul Pogba is, uh, he's, he's one of the greats of his generation and the way he's uh, spoken about, written about, and uh what EA Sports has done <laughs> in giving a 73 pace to Paul Pogba. Yeah, that seems uh, way too low as well. Yeah, 66 defending. I mean, I think France coach Didier Deschamps and just about everybody else in and around that team would beg to differ. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, you know, he'll have the World Cup forever and um, doesn't doesn't get much better than that. No, um, not at all. So it speaks for itself. 
Um, Marcus, we, no surprise, have uh, lingered on these rankings. Is there any one big mistake or controversy that you do want to talk about before we move on to our games no, of the weekend? Really. We'll, we'll leave that up to Twitter. All right. Uh, well, then let's get to our games of the weekend. Uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, the return of the Premier League season uh, begins Saturday, and uh, League Un is back underway as well, um, and I believe La Liga is back underway this weekend. So, Marcus, what's your top game to watch this weekend? It's got to be uh, full of Arsenal. <laughs> uh, anybody that has listened to this show long enough or spent enough time in my company knows that uh, I ride with Arsenal for better, for better or worse. Or for worse. Uh, first game of the season, it'll be like the first day of school. I have fond <laughs> memories. The last time Arsenal visited Craven Cottage, I think they won 5-1 to one or 5-2. to two, And uh, oh. Arsenal fans were singing, we've got our Arsenal back. Turns out that wasn't the case, but uh, it was a fun day. Hopefully, uh, and this is Fulham's first first game, first game back in the Premier League after uh, a season down in the Championship. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. That's that's my game. Seven thirty a.m. Saturday. Okay, my game is Tottenham versus Everton. Eleven thirty a.m. on on Sunday. Uh, for two reasons. One, we mentioned it last week. James Rodriguez joining Everton. Can he make a significant difference there? Um, no better time than versus Tottenham, who seems to uh, be, be right for the picking for, uh, you know, poor results. Um, Tottenham, the, the other reason I want to watch is because of Tottenham. And um, I've, I've just been fascinated by them over the past few years. I feel – in general, in the United States, they grew in popularity extremely quickly. Um, yeah. What you don't think so? In the United States are you talking about? Uh, amongst friends of mine. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like everybody I knew was suddenly a Tottenham fan. Yeah. And I was like, wait, why? You know, I, didn't, I never really got any good reasoning for it. Um, and they built a new stadium and... It seems like they've just, you know, had been on the brink of top four, unable to really do it, always end up with some really bad results versus um, some teams that they shouldn't draw or they shouldn't tie. Um, so these are kind of two, two teams that I see as uh, they'll be competing for European spots all season long. I think Everton, they, they would be very happy with that. And Tottenham will be um, – it'll they'll – yeah, I don't know, but th I'm very interested to see this game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll probably watch that too. Everton, it's going to take time for them to uh, all get on the same page and gel. I think Tottenham's going to win that game because everyone's doubting uh, Jose Mourinho. Mm -hmm. um, all right, Marcus. I think that does it for a great show. Um, any lasting things you want to say here? None at all. Okay, I, I uh, would like to, to say I feel so bad for Italian striker Nicolo Zaniolo, who tore his ACL for the second time oh, no. in like a nine-month span. He tore it in the Italy, oh, no. Italy versus the Netherlands match um, in Nations League right before the Serie A season begins. Um, pretty devastating for Roma. 
but um, hopefully he can bounce back. He recovered very quickly before. Um, but, oh, tough to end on a sour note. But thanks to all the listeners. If you guys want to catch all Nesson Soccer podcasts, you can follow along on iTunes or Spotify. Just search Nesson Soccer Podcast. Also, follow along on Nesson.com slash podcast where you can find all of the podcasts in the Nesson Podcast Network and check out our new and revamped website. Uh, but Marcus, thanks for joining us. Joining me. Always a pleasure. Turn up the Rebel Radio. Why is you more South? Turn up the Rebel Radio.